Hi, Mike Trout here. I go by Undaldo these days because it's kind of like my new self in the new decade. Undaldo is a storyteller. Undaldo shares the story of Undaldo, who was this kind of cross between a a John Wick and can't think of his name oh what the hell is his name (laughs) Equalizer that's it John Wick and Equalizer and he's 12 years old and he's forced with having to kill all his brothers that he grew up with as these kind of warriors to fulfill this role as this kind of super you know, super guy, super, you know, um, tribes, warrior, in order to face off the coming beast. And this beast, it turns out, is developed by him because he slays its mother. This beast, in fact, is a, is, is, is a sentient mammoth called the, the Shadu Awoke Mammoths. They were a tribe of mammoths that actually had our intellect, had our minds, were very smart. They, they also were the first Buddhas in the sense that they, they could see the future. And they could see the arrival of this hairless, aquatic, semi-aquatic ape, um, which they, in the, its first tribe, being the Urubura. The Urubura would be the ones that would devour the planet. The Urubura are coming. So for thousands of years, right, the prophecy of the Ouroboros, the arrival of these hairless, you know, apes was prophesied and they would talk about it amongst themselves and the, and the alpha, which was like the matriarch of the elephants would draw this huge, you know, circle with her, with her, with her, with her, you know, with her, um, her foot, right? Her leg. And then she would step on it being the head. So the head is the Ouroboros. They're coming and they're going to devour everything and there was one predicted um, you know um, matriarch known as Shigamatra that would ultimately stop them she would be the last of theirs of the of the Sadhu awoke mammoths and with her her species would die Shigamatra incidentally was the same age as Undaudu and just as Undaudu didn't want to be thrusted into the responsibility of saving humanity, Shigamatra didn't want to be thrusted into the responsibility of saving the mammoths. And she really wanted to be a dolphin. She used to love wrapping her trunk around the body of the dolphin as it slid through her, her trunk. It would make her giggle and laugh. Her mother would patiently indulge her. She sat on the side. And this one evening, she was determined that Shigamatra would finally sit down and start listening to her responsibility. She was 12 years old. She was going to be 13 soon. 13. She was going to be an adult. She'll have to start, stop being a child and grow up. Shigamatra, you are the Omega. You must come out and listen to the stories. No, I don't want to come out and listen to the stories. I want to be a dolphin. You can't be a dolphin, Shigamatra. 
It takes millions of years for you to be a dolphin. Well, I can start. I can be the first of the Shadu dolphins. The dolphins are already awoke, and they've been awoke for some time. It may come to surprise you, Shigematra, but your ancestor ultimately created the dolphins. They decided to go back to the ocean which they came from, and the dolphins came out of it. Why can't I do that? Well, because you have a greater responsibility, Shigamatra. You are the Omega. I don't want to be the Omega. The Ourobora are going to devour everything. It is your responsibility to solve it, to figure out how. Mama, you should just go stamp it out, she proclaimed. Stamp them out. You're the biggest thing on in the world. Nothing can, you know, undo your stomping. Shigamatra. You see, Shigamatra's father and her her uncles went and met the Ourobora. Now, years ago, when they arrived. You see, see, in the elephant communication, there's no such thing as a direct line. When you say father, it could mean your great-great-great-great-grandfather, right? There's no such thing as father and mother. Mother just means the direct... Uh, female line and father means a direct male line to the elephant because they're family and they don't they're all related they're all together right in all sense so her when you know when um, the alpha refers to your father she's referring to an ancestral line of a direct line of a male lineage you see the prophecy of the Ourobora arriving on the coast of Africa, off the shore of Yemen, um, of Shkrotas, the island, to the right of Ethiopia, had been prophesied for thousands of years. And earlier versions of the hominoids had come on land and they had seen these strange, you know, apes arrive and go and develop. And for the most part, they had to, they struggled to survive as they moved inward. They were slow. Their children were helpless. They weren't very well adapted. Well, you have to understand the story behind them. You you see, the common ancestor of the of the monkey and the ape. You can call it the monk ape. It was kind of a meerkat, and this meerkat was very successful adapting all over the planet. And these meerkats are what became what we call the primates and the, um, you know, and, and, the, and, and, the, and the apes, right? And the monkeys and the apes. And um, there was a group of them that was trapped on this peninsula. And as, as the waters melted, it created a whole network of islands. And these whole network of islands ultimately, uh, you know, cut themselves off. And all you have to do is look at the, you know, look at how the meerkats are to kind of imagine what may have happened. And, and imagine an island that could only sustain one family. It had the fig trees and everything else. And, the, you know, they roamed around and they pretty much had control of the entire island. They had wiped off any other competitive, you know, monk apes, leaving just one. And this tribe, we'll call it the Ourobora tribe, right? The Ourobora monk apes. 
Actually, they wouldn't be the Ouroboros. It would be the, the uh, ancestors of the Ouroboros, right? The Ouroboros wouldn't come around. At this stage, they were just, they weren't even primates. They were, they were, they were kind of a meerkat. Well, they had um, basically um, um, a, a matriarchal system. So if um, only in the, in the system of meerkats, only the, the queen, the lead um, animal, is, able, is, 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 is given the permission to give birth. And what you know, and, and she had her oldest daughter, we'll call her the princess, and she had an affair with the with the with the champion warrior, okay? And she got, you know, the love affair and she got impregnated. And the mother finds out, and the mother's like, listen, I love you, you're my daughter, but you gotta go. She's like furious. Well, how dare you get pregnant? It is not your role, it's not your duty. When I get old, you could have, but you're too, you know, so she kind of jumped the gun. Well, it means you're gone. And she is kicked out. Well, she's pregnant, and obviously. You know, the, the, the warrior could have stayed and let her die, but being a good father and, you know, it's her, his child, he left. And with him went his friend, right, his best friend. So three of them had nowhere to go on the island. You have to understand, the monk, you know, the, these monk apes controlled it all. And they were fierce, and there's no way, even though he's the best warrior, right, he could not fight them all off. The only place left for them to go was the beach. And the beach was a hideous place, right? It was salty, it was disgusting, the seaweed, you know, and, and uh, they're starving. So the, the warrior, the princess, and, his, and, his, and his, uh, his friend are there. And uh, they're hungry, and, sh- and the princess is like, well, go get me food. Go get me, you know, go get me some figs. It's your child's in here. He's going to starve. You know, she's all bloated and upset and, you know, and, and pregnant, you know, three months pregnant. So he's like, I, I can't. If I go, I'm going to be destroyed. So in, the, in, in his helper, we'll call him Bakdu. Bakdu said, I'll go. I'll go. He said, no, you can't go. You know, you'll die too. Right? No point of us dying. What is that thing? Look at that. It looks like a scorpion. And then he sees this huge crab on the coast. So it looks like a scorpion. Maybe it tastes like a scorpion. I doubt it. It's huge. How are you going to kill that thing? I mean, this huge crab is on the, on the coast there. So being the warrior... You know, you have this very, this very kind of big fight with this, you know, with this crab. He gets pinched. You see him, you know, it hurts him. And he's like shaking, dancing. It's kind of comic, scary, all in one, this big epic fight. And finally, the warrior wins out, right? And he smashes it and he starts tearing into it and starts eating it. And, and uh, you know, and he's like, at first it's disgusting, but then, you know, it starts to hit his stomach. He's like, wow, this is pretty good. So he's eating it and he offers it to her and she's like, shakes her head. So, um, you know, the first one was kind of really hard. So he goes and kills another one. He gets a smaller one this time and, you know, and uh, ultimately, um, you know, was able to, to eat it. So he's stuffing himself on crab legs. And it's really hard. He can't get into it. He doesn't have the, you know, the, the holding it. He can't get into the meat. And he's kind of, it's just, you know, um, this is a very horrible thing. So he picks up a little stick and he starts, you know, and it's the first time, uh, you know, he's, he's clever, right? Or maybe the... The best friend is the clever one, and he picks up a stick. He's like, goes after, and there's like nothing left, and he gets a stick, and he starts pushing the meat out, right? So he starts developing the use of tools, which will become very important later on. Well, they, you know, finally the princess eats it. It's good, and they start basically sustaining themselves off of the, of the seafood. Now, seafood's really important, as you know, if you know anything about human evolution. Um, our brain is evolved from fatty acids that comes from seafood. Our blubber that we have is blubber that comes from living in the water. Our turned down nose developed from us diving in the water. 
the loss of our hair is because we, you know, um, it's water resistance. We were live in the water, right? Use the water. So just as there is no hairy, you know, otter, well, there's hairy otters and, and seals for temperature, but in warmer climates, right? Um, you can look at the evolution of all the sea animals and most of them are hairless, um, of that. So, um, that's how we evolved and over thousands and millions of years this would have been 60 million years ago our ancestors evolved into our homo sapiens eventually the homo sapiens you know moved from island to island we're still very hairy probably hairy back then uh, the um you know the uh, we were able to move but as as the waters melted the goldilocks i call it easter island ape was at the perfect distance to keep us there until about 300,000 years ago. Um, and the, you know, the Ouroboros took over the island and just kept it and the, the fishing and everything else. And they, they, they grew up on the island until the point where the water levels rose so high that they were forced off it. And this accounts for our, our, you know, our deep fear of sharks, our fear of, you know, of, um, of spiders and snakes because they would have been our only predators our child would just we would just under a tree we would just make a hole and lay the child there and go off and feed it that you know the the, the sandy beach was a natural you know uh, cradle uh, for our kids so our kids over time became very useless because there were no predators we grew up on an island without predators except for the sharks you know and that's why even today we get into the ocean we completely fear the sharks um and you know and our our uh, our our dislocate our our thumb is actually a product of us picking out seafood over millions of years we evolved these you know this um uh, uh, discombar i don't think what it's called the thumb is is unlocked right no other ape has that only we and that was a product of us basically being able to pick out from shellfish and other things, uh, picking out bones from fish and so on. We needed that, right? That, you know, we developed that skill. And the spear, which was a super weapon that helped us basically, um, you know, um, control and, and survive on the on the mainland and, and explore, it was our ICBMs, is our spears, right? We're javelins, we're fishing javelins that, um, you know, that we ultimately, you know, invented for killing larger fish and sharks and other things that we hunted along the coast of our of our Easter Island day. So the Alpha shares this whole story with um, you know with Shigamathra. And uh, when the Urubora arrived finally 300,000 years ago on the coastline, they were met by the uh, the father and his two brothers, these two, the largest of the bulls, right? Three of them came to meet, to stomp out the Ourobora, to stop the prophecy. Well, they, you know, uh, elephants and water don't do well, and ultimately, uh, you know, the javelin too. They were slain, and they slew the, you know, these the, the father and the brothers. But in the process, the the great mother was was killed, which created the whole you know, us versus nature. The whole thing of us versus nature starts in this misunderstanding. This prophecy that was seen that was probably ushered in um, by the by the awoke. And and you have to understand that the, the uh, she left three daughters and the three daughters um, were known as um, Du, Ru, and Nu. 
Shachi Du, Nu, and Ru. Ru being the youngest, Du being the oldest. Shadu, right? Du, the tribe. So, um, and I just, well, my thing is, is it still recording? It's kind of going down. Um, anyway, so the uh, obsession of the three sisters in revenging the death of their mother, right, became kind of the theme of the story, right? The theme of Shikamatra. And Shikamatra and Andadu are fated to meet each other. And in the second book, the three books, and this is broken into three books, right? The book of Un, the book of Tao, and the book of Du. And the book of Un, it's all about the creation and the story and the background, right? Understanding, right? The book of understanding. The book of Tao, which is when Undaudu now is older and, uh, and they're in conflict and they're fighting each other. And it's about the awakening and understanding of, of Dadu, who, who's given the name of Undaudu in the first book because he, 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 he refuses to kill his brothers and sisters. And in the process, he gets und by, the, by, by Shadu, this, uh, you know, this, this, um, this pagan ritual, this, the shamaness, right, of the, of the Uruburu, right? And, um, and the three tribes, as the sisters grow up, fraction, and they go off and they form their, the, the three tribes. And those three tribes are um, the, um, um, the Shah, the Shadu, which are in Africa, the Shanu, which is in, in, um, um, what is it, uh, Samaria, the Sumerian coast on the other side of, of Ethiopia, right where Yemen is, right where, uh, where uh, South Africa, South, Saudi Arabia, that's where the, where they, and then the, the Sharu, Ra, Shara, right, Ru, Ra, end up going up the Nile, and they were nomadic, and you have to stand, these were nomadic tribes, they would move, they were like the uh, Bedouin, so these Bedouin tribes moved around, and each of them were all Bedouin tribes, right? But they had a different one, and, sh- and um, the, Shar- the Sharu, right, were uh, monotheists. They believed in Ra, the sun god, right? Sharash. And Shanu believed in the polytheist gods. And obviously Shadu was believed in the, in, the, in the pagan, right, in the dark. So each of them knew because they were, you know, they were connected. They were, they were connected to the dew, right? The distributed unconscious of the dew. And they could see these prophecies. They could see kind of glimpses of the future of this beast coming in and destroying. So they, you know, the uh, Shadu called it Cthulhu. Shanu called it Kraken, right? And uh, Sharach, Sharu called it Leviathan. And they're all water. Well, it's because of Shigamatra, after the death of the mother, and what happens is, she's there at the beginning of the story, as I was mentioning, wanting to, you know, stay and be a dolphin, and, and she says, why don't you stomp it out? And the mother says, some things you just can't stomp out, thinking back to the death of, of her fathers and her uncles, right? And very sad, right? Because they, you know, and they went to face them based on, on the prophecies, um, and they've watched basically creatures like the giant possum and other things. And, you know, these, these, uh, the Ourobora are just, you know, they're just insatiable appetite, killing, killing, and, um, and very good at it. So, um, 
but she understands that that Shigamathra needs to understand this lesson. So she looks over to this vast, massive, um, you know, um, termite mound and says, "Listen, if you can cut off this, you know, stomp out that termite mound, I'll stomp out the Ouroboros because because the Alpha knows she can't." But not understanding, Shigamatra says, yeah, I can stomp that. I'm, yeah, she's like twice the size that, she, you know, you have to understand that Shigamatra is the size of a full-grown bull elephant that we'd say today. Her mother would have been three, four times the size of, of that. Huge, just huge, these huge creatures. And um, um, so she goes and starts stomping out this, uh, you know, this, this thing. Say, look, I'm done. I'm stopped out. And her mother's like, are you sure? Take a closer look. She looks down and there are termites everywhere. I got it, mama. I got it. And she starts there and she's stomping out. You know, it's kind of, kind of common. She's just stomping, stomping. And then you see her stomping and looking. And then she's stomping, 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 right? And her mother goes over and just sits down in this meditative stent, right? And she meditates and closes her eyes. The rest of the family moves on, right, uh, down. And she stays there, right? And, um, you know, and, and finally, Shigamatra, it's so dark that she can't even see what she's stomping. And she's looking, can't see, and all of a sudden looks out, and it's a, just a dark night. And she's like, Mama, I'm here. Her mother wakes, you know, from her meditative state. And um, she runs over and says, Mama, I couldn't do it. And she says, I know, Shigamatra, thinking about her father and her brother and her uncles. Some things you just can't stomp out. So that ends this version, this story, this part of the Book of Un. Um, what happens next is, at that moment, the lights of the of the Ourobora come up. The tribe they have been spotted, and there, facing the Alpha, is you know is the three sisters and their troops and everything else, and they and she knows that this is her end, and she's going to have to fight them. But how does she save her? her child how does she save you know shikamatra the omega who's ultimately is the last of of the line of the great shadu mammoth